0: Hi, this is John from Prodigal Church. We want to thank you for listening to this week's teaching. The best way to watch and listen is through our Prodigal mobile app available at your app store. We hope you are moved to love God and others in a greater way. Easter is next Sunday, and I am so proud to be a part of this church, the simplicity of a church that focuses in on loving God and loving others. This has just been the best five years of Sarah and I's life. I'm so grateful. And next Sunday is an incredible opportunity for us to show and share the love of God to our community with our Easter celebration. Uh, how many of you originally came to Prodigal because you saw like signs on the street near Bullard, okay? Uh, How many of you saw uh, something on social media and then that actually drew you to our church for the very first time? Okay, probably some more people. We've always had a great team of people who who handle our social media. How many of you came for the first time because someone told you about it or invited you to go with them? Uh, If the stats prove true, overwhelmingly so, it was because you were invited by someone. And so uh, every Sunday is a good Sunday to invite someone, but Easter Sunday Uh, is very special there's a particular openness to the things of God on Easter Sunday so bring your peeps next Sunday uh, serve one and attend one you can sign up to volunteer on our app or website and now Palm Sunday Uh, I've got my uh, Palm Sunday digs ready to go and I love this uh, celebration this has been a church holiday for 2,000 years Um, And there's so many symbols within it. Symbols communicate things to us that words just don't quite grasp. Weddings, uh, the unity candle, the unity sand is the picture of the two becoming one. Uh, Graduation, the cap and the gown. uh, It's a symbol of leaving one season and entering another. Symbols speak louder than words. Just think about your phone, Uh, all the symbols that are there. We're gonna, we're gonna do a quick little game, okay? Just lighten it up a little bit. We're gonna play um, Name That Movie based on emojis, based on symbols, okay? What about this one? Okay. Got it. All right, maybe. What about this one? Okay. Is it what you thought it was? All right, and then finally, this is the last one. What do you think it's the toughest one? Well, maybe you got, maybe you didn't, I'm not sure, but symbols communicate things and you can figure things out. Symbols communicate things to us, whether that is discovering Uh, a a movie title through emojis, um, but the Palm Sunday narrative is filled with symbols. If you're not familiar with Palm Sunday and what the day signifies, on the first Palm Sunday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and the people there waved palm branches uh, on the side of the road and then also laid palm branches down in front of Jesus as he crossed into the city and is welcomed and ushered into the city on a donkey. Uh, The story is full of symbols. In the ancient world, palms, they were the red carpet of the day, okay? Palms were a symbol of royalty. Donkeys were also a symbol. Uh, There are some writings from the ancient rabbis when they were reflecting on Old Testament scriptures, and one of the statements said this, that if anyone saw a donkey in his dream, he will see salvation. This was deep in the psyche of the Jewish people, and Jesus knew it. And so Jesus is communicating through these symbols that he is the coming king. He's the king they had been waiting for. He's the king that you and I have been waiting for. Picture yourself at a huge football stadium and the game hasn't started yet and you're by the tunnel and the home team is in the tunnel just anticipating this big game. The music is pumping, there's smoke blowing, the crowd is going crazy. Uh, and there's just this anticipation in the air that the game is on, that something special is going to happen. That is what is happening on Palm Sunday 2,000 years ago. And as we begin Holy Week, this morning I want to tell you this story, but I'd like to tell it from a few different perspectives. And so we are going to creatively enter into the story as different characters that may have encountered Palm Sunday from a different perspective. Uh, the, the song, the, the phrase, Hosanna, which people cry out as Jesus is uh, entering into the city. Hosanna means, Lord, save us, deliver us. It was an acknowledgment of power as well as petition. It was a prayer of deliverance, and though their thinking was off, they thought it was a, a deliverance from the Romans, but Jesus was to save us from a different kind of enemy. Hosanna, Hosanna. As we tell this story from several perspectives, we'll look at someone ahead of Jesus heading into Jerusalem, someone behind Jesus heading into Jerusalem, and we'll look at us now. And so now you are a first century Jew, okay? Picture yourself there, and you're a teenager, okay? How many of you wish you were teenagers again, okay? Living on the outskirts of Jerusalem, you and your family have lived there for generations. And you are a faithful Jew, you attend synagogue, you observe Sabbath and the holidays. Oh man, as a teenager, you love the Jewish holidays. That's where it's at. You live next to Jerusalem, but that's the center of the action, okay? It's like Times Square on New Year's, the North Pole at Christmas, New Orleans, Mardi Gras. And the Passover is just the start. It's just about ready to start and it's the biggest holiday of the year, the biggest party of the year. A half a million Jews from all over the world flood into Jerusalem to remember uh, what the Lord did for the Israelites 1,500 years before. The Passover is a great party that starts on a Sunday. It ends the following Sunday. But this year, something is brewing. There's something different about this year. And as you and your family enter the city of Jerusalem on Sunday morning, there's a buzz around town. Everybody's talking about something. Not just something, but someone. Now, this is before the internet. This is before text messages. This is before billboards paved all the highways. So for everyone to be talking about the same thing, the gossip gossip must have really gone viral because everybody's sharing it. You see a Roman soldier and you brush past people and you say, excuse me, sir, what is going on? What is everybody talking about? The Roman soldier says, you haven't heard? Apparently there's this Jewish rabbi named Jesus. He's on the way into the city right now. Apparently he's turned into like this folk hero for some of you guys. Some are even saying king. And your face lights up immediately because you know him. Okay, you don't know him, know him, but there was this one time two years ago and you begin to tell the story to the soldier. There was a crippled woman who lived in your village Uh, She was crippled for 18 years, hunched over like Quasimodo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and everybody around town knew her, and the synagogue wasn't far from her house. The rumors were that she must have done some pretty bad stuff back in the day because crippling was seen as a curse of God, and so everybody kind of stayed away from her. Uh, Her son was the only one who could really take care of her. There was no husband in the family, And, and you were friends with her son. You guys sat by each other at synagogue. And so his mom, the crippled woman, would never go to the synagogue. Everybody said she was a sinner, and that's why she didn't come. But she was always super nice to you. She didn't seem much like a terrible sinner. And there's one day there's a guest speaker at the synagogue, and his name was Jesus. And he spoke with power, and he spoke with authority, and he spoke with... You don't even know how to describe it. Love. And after he was done, everybody crowded around him. He said he must be going. And so... You and your friend go follow him from a distance. You thought that he must know that you're following him because he heads directly to your friend's house, the home of the woman who was crippled for 18 years. And he stands in the courtyard with his disciples and he says to the front door, peace be with you. And you and your buddy, are, you're, you're hiding in the cracks outside the gate. And the crippled woman walks outside, moving slowly, moving painfully. But she moved with purpose, as if she knew something that you did not. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. And she was praising God, right? Sinners don't do that. And and you were right there, seeing the whole thing. And then your friend outed you because he ran and jumped into his mom's arms and she caught him. It was like Patrick Swayze and dirty dancing. The mother and son cried, Jesus began to walk away. And as he walked away with his disciples, your eyes met his. You wondered if you'd ever see him again. And now this Roman soldier says that he's, he's here to celebrate Passover. The Roman soldier now, who seemed uninterested before, uh, now grabs you by the arm and takes you through the crowds and makes way to find this Jesus. You pass through thousands of people throughout the streets of Jerusalem. The soldier, powerful as he was, influential as he was, with the authority he had, had no problem pushing past bystanders to get the best seat to see this Jesus. The crowds were getting louder, and so you guys knew that you were getting close. And as you approached, you saw hundreds of coats and palm branches on the ground. Everyone was singing, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. You still couldn't see him, but you began to sing along. Hosanna, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest, and to your surprise, your new Roman soldier friend started singing as well. He pushed his way through the crowds, you ended up in the middle of the road on top of all the coats and the palms, and there was Jesus riding on a donkey. Immediately, the Roman soldier lowered his head and began to walk away. You grabbed him by his armor, and you're like, where are you going? And he says, that's no king. Kings ride on a black stallion, a war horse armed with splendor. He's on a donkey, a baby donkey at that. That's no king. And he walked away and you never saw him again. But there was something to this king on a donkey and you kept singing and you ripped off a branch from a nearby palm tree and you waved it to get his attention. And then he saw you. You know he recognized you. Then you laid the palm branch down on the road before him as he entered through those ancient gates. Okay, that was, that was ahead of you. That was you immersing yourself as a teenager. Did you like being a teenager again? Now you are someone behind Jesus. Okay, now you're old. Okay, now you're like, you're like 50, Okay. Now, many of you do not think that 50 is old, and it's not, okay? It's less than a decade away for me, but in the ancient world where life expectancy was between 25 and 30, 50 is a dinosaur, okay? So picture yourself as a 50-year-old dinosaur, and you live in a small town outside of Jerusalem called Bethpage. You've always lived in Bethpage. You were there when there were no stoplights, and it was only mom and pop shops. And just like the bar and Cheers, in Bethpage, Everybody knows your name. But during Holy Week, people flood into your quiet little village. You hate Holy Week. Travelers from all over stomp through the dirt, on it, through Beth Bethpage, to disrupt the simple life that you have. You love the simple life. You don't need all the hubbub that comes with the city of Jerusalem. You're just fine with you and your wife. It's always been just you two. You were unable to have kids, which in the ancient world was a disgrace, a sign of God's curse on you. So it's been you and your wife for nearly 40 years, no children, but you have had your donkey, Mirabelle, okay? Yes, Mirabelle, like the name in Encanto, Mirabelle, Mirabelle is this, uh, been like a daughter to you, okay? She's a donkey. The first Mir- Mirabelle you had was taken by Rome when you couldn't pay your taxes. You and your wife were de- devastated, but you weren't sure if you were even going to make it through it. You were that close, she was a daughter. But as luck would have it, not two months later, a young donkey was found eating brush in your field and nobody claimed her. And so Mirabelle number two has helped heal your heart and has been a great source of joy for you and your wife. Mirabelle two was much more adventurous than Mirabelle number one. One time she drank two gallons of wine from an open jar and that donkey acted like a real jackass that night. Okay, it's okay because she was an ass. Okay, a donkey is an ass. Just ask the King James version of the Bible. But you were there to give her Pepto-Bismol the next morning. And just last year, Mirabelle number two went missing for a couple of days, and you thought and feared that you had lost her again. When she came back, you vowed that she would never get out again. But then she started to put on weight. Mirabel two was now pregnant, and at first you were offended. You were mad at God. This donkey can have kids, but we can't. But then the baby cult arrived and you realized it was a godsend. There was finally a baby around the house and you and your wife were so protective over that baby donkey. Visitors and businessmen would offer you lots of money for the donkey, but there was no amount of money that could make you lose Mirabelle and her baby. One time a Roman garrison marched through Bethpage and you hid the donkeys in your outhouse on the backside of your property. You became so protective of the baby donkey that you and your wife made a commitment that no one will ever ride on this donkey. It's too precious. We can ride Mirabelle because as 50-year-olds, you're too fragile to walk to the market on your own. So you can ride Mirabelle going in there, but no one will ever ride the baby. Sea biscuit that's what you named her. What? You're the one who named her. Then Passover week came. And thousands walked through Bethpage onward to Jerusalem. And you and your wife hate Holy Week. So you tie up your donkeys real good and then you retreat into the house, watching the donkeys from the window just to make sure they're safe. And then, as the gospel writers, Matthew and Mark put it, Jesus said to his disciples, Go to the village ahead of you and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. The colt has never been ridden. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. They went and found the donkey and her colt outside in the street tied at a doorway. As they untied them, some people standing there, that's you, okay, that's you and your wife, asked, what are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed behind shouted, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father, David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Why did you let those men take sea biscuit? Something within you gave you a peace. Something within you nudged your soul. Something within you emboldened your spirit. And you didn't stay home that Passover in your quiet town of Bethpage. No, no, you followed behind and went into the city. You followed behind Jesus. There was something about this moment that was true. There was something beautiful about this man. And though you were an outcast who was seemingly cursed by God, you were drawn to him. And you and your wife sang as you never sang before, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. You were a teenager ahead of Jesus that first Palm Sunday. You were a 50 year old dinosaur, owner of two donkeys as you followed behind Jesus that first Palm Sunday. Where are you today on Palm Sunday? I'm gonna get personal with you right now. I've had a bit of rough relationship with Palm Sunday over the years. It's hard for me to join in singing Hosanna because many of the same people who line the streets of Jerusalem with coats and palms, those people were nowhere to be found five days later when Jesus was crucified on a cross. This day is an enigma. It perplexes me and it troubles me because I know that despite their praise, the praise that Christ is due, they will kill him. They will call for his beating and torment and they will answer Pilate with the horrible words, crucify him? How can I celebrate alongside those who are blinded by the very salvation that they cry out for? Can I join in their worship, their praise of God? And perhaps somehow, that is the beauty of Palm Sunday, that despite the ignorance, Christ rode on through the adorning crowd to die at the place of the skull. He knew what was gonna happen during that triumphant entry into Jerusalem. He knew the cross was before him, but because he so loved the boy who saw him healed his crippled mom, and because he so loved the elderly couple who couldn't have children, and because he so loved the Roman soldier who walked away when he wasn't kingly enough, and so because he loved you, and so because he loved me, he rode on to the city where the sins of the world would be nailed, through his hands and feet to that old rugged cross. But death and violence would not have the final word because Sunday was coming. God's power was on its way. Death was not the end. Resurrection was coming. And the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. We can't save ourselves. Only Jesus saves. And so we too join with the crowd, sinners and saints alike, and sing Hosanna as we follow behind our triumphant King. God, I pray that this Palm Sunday and this Holy Week, that we would reflect on your journey to the cross and how your journey intersects with ours. Bring us back together on Resurrection Sunday to celebrate your victory over death. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you so much for joining us online at Prodigal Church Fresno. Next week is Easter. It is an incredible opportunity uh, for us to show and share the love of Jesus. We look forward to seeing you in person or online. Enjoy your spring break, your Easter break. Enjoy Holy Week. Peace in Ukraine.